that people higher up know that people are so vain and a lot of people, and this is not going to be a popular statement, so I'm sorry guys, but all the people that didn't want to take the vaccine shot, (laughs) they're like, I know. You guys uh, just want to be skinny. <laughs> you might, you might, you don't care about getting, you'll run the risk of getting sick, but <laughs> what you won't do is you won't run the risk of gaining weight. Yeah. So I just feel like there's always like some little hidden something in these drugs that they're like making fads and then I'm, I'm skeptical. So I'm cool. Hi. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Mila. And I'm Eriquita. And we're here in Los Angeles, California, reporting to you live on a Wednesday. Ooh, ooh. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drink that coffee a little quicker, okay, I'm boo. i my booty cup. <laughs> Drink your booty cup. Good morning, you guys. It's morning in LA, and Erica hasn't drinking enough coffee yet, so she's still warming up. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> She might malfunction. <laughs> I'm not going to malfunction. Don't put that on me. I'm just kidding. Um, you guys, it is birthing, bad birthing August and badass birthing August. Oh, excuse me. Badass birthing August. You know, we have to have curse words in everything that we do. Um, and this month's podcast is sponsored by Honeypot. And if you don't know what Honeypot is, it is a wellness brand focused on female health intimacy products it's black owned it's woman owned um you've seen them in target you've seen them everywhere all over the place and we're really honored for them to be supporting us and our community they're giving our tribe 25 percent off their entire site all month so make sure you click the link in our episode description or use GMBC23 at checkout and check out all their amazing products. They just launched their pleasure ritual line, which is all about creating rituals around your personal intimate pleasure. Kind of like your skincare routine, but for your pussy. So we love that. <laughs> gotta have a good wellness all around, 360 wellness. And you gotta bleed, so you might as well buy from a black woman. Amen. Also, we are going back on tour. And we announced our first date, which is, of course, in our fucking city, Los Angeles. And I just realized it's October 21st, so it's nine days before Halloween. And you know we some Halloween queen-ass bitches. But more importantly, it's four days before my birthday. That, more importantly. So... Just come celebrate with your girl. Come to Erica's birthday party. Come to my birthday party. (laughs) I'm going to dress up. You should dress up too. Um, The theme is Confessions of a Good Mom. So get ready to confess your secrets. If you haven't been to a Good Mom show, you're in for a fucking treat. We are some very high production ass bitches. (laughs) So the show and the party will be in full motherfucking effect. Especially because it's my wife's birthday and it's in our home city so pull up and click the link in this description and click the link in this episode description and buy a ticket she's malfunctioning (laughs) (laughs) did you drink you need coffee what'd you drink you know i don't drink coffee that's a lie it doesn't do me any good (laughs) Uh, then i really do drink coffee i I take like one sip of yours (laughs) 
Do you want some? I have one sip. Ah, that's all I need. Anyway, my love, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. I'm in the process of taking my braids out, guys. So if you are a woman that has braids, then you know that it is a process. So what is happening under this hat is a whole thing. If you're on YouTube, I wasn't going to take my hat off just to like normalize myself. <laughs> But normalize this. I want to be I want to be aspirational today and I'm not going to embarrass myself on YouTube today. So under here, there's something. But here there is just braids. But you can see I cut them because they're really long. Do you get like are you more I was thinking about this because your braids were half out. I was like, oh, she's going for it because there is a, a long, heavy period where we were getting like full hairstyles. On the show, on the episode, because we didn't have time, and I was like, "Well, like, <laughs> we really didn't give a fuck." <laughs> and also, like now, because it's been five years in, do you feel sometimes like you have second, like not? I don't know what the word is, not secondhand embarrassment. I know that's not it, but like, do you do you now feel more conscious about things that you've said or like that that you do now? Like, would you get your hair braided on camera now? Even though you can just look it up on our YouTube, <laughs> it's not a secret. Um. Would I get my hair braided? I, it would be harder. No, I don't know if I. I don't. I don't think. I don't have embarrassment about that. No, no, not really. Fine, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, you guys. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, you see it. I'm not embarrassed. It's like it looks beautiful, like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> It's like party on the front, braids on the bottom. This might be a look, guys. I don't know. You might be bringing something back. Maybe like if I do like a... The, like you had like a... A, a side a, part? Like half you guys, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube, now's the time. Erica is bringing a braid a, a braid hawk. No, it's like a... <laughs> what did, what did well, Alexis you know what, call the... Well, you know what I do with Irie is like, because it takes a long time for me to take her braids out. I do the top. And then I do one ponytail. No, I'll do two puffs up here. Oh yeah. And then I'll let her go to camp for like three days because I need a break, and then I'll finish the rest. But yeah, I don't know. My man is coming from out of town today, and he is gonna get the real, real because this is what's happening here, and he's gonna sit there and help me take this shit out. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, then he doesn't love me. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely a boyfriend requirement. (laughs) This will be the truth. Must help take out braids, (laughs) children, and wife. I will now. So though I think that answers your question. Well, I'm so I don't happy. have secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> it's beautiful. You're beautiful. I'm just a normal gal. Just a normal gal <laughs> taking my hair braids and my braids out for five days. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you? I'm great. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I like your blues. Do you? The blue skirt, the blue accent top, and the blue bindi. I look. I wear my the bracelet you got me. Oh, cute! I gotta find mine. Shit, where's mine? <laughs> she got me a bracelet that says "Ride or Die" because we're best friends, BFFs forever. So we die. <laughs> like a, are we gonna have a death pact? We talked about our pregnancy pact. <laughs> what does a death pact mean? When you die together. Uh, I mean, that's the that's the goal. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> we're all gonna die she together. Might, she goes. <laughs> I go too. Are you ready, Orlando? <laughs> we're all dying today. Oh my God! Yesterday you just pulled off while Orlando was still getting out the oh car, God. and this morning he's like, "You and your partner—it's your real wife." You're actually trying to kill me. I was like, "Yep, you put me on insurance, and now we need you. We need you. We've been cahoots, Orlando. 
Didn't you know I was always in my plan to murder you? She's mine. <laughs> Use him for his audio skills and then kill him. I still need him though. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, I felt really bad. I was like, oh God, like... This poor man, he fucking tore his ACL or whatever the fuck he tore over there playing basketball, which, by the way, I just want to say, <laughs> for the men listening or for the wives or the girlfriends who have partners that play athletic sports in their old age. <laughs> in their, not, their older age, not in the NBA specifically. I just, I, I can't, you guys got to just know your body. You got to know your strengths. You got to know where you're at. You got to know how to land. You got to know how that maybe like basketball isn't your sport anymore and that you are not an NBA player and that you cannot be in your everyday life injured. You got to weigh out the liabilities. And if Orlando was limping for like three months and I was very concerned and I kept saying, do you need to go to the hospital, the doctor? He was like, no, no. And I was like, okay, I really hope that like you didn't actually tear your ACL because that you probably would need surgery. I'm convinced. But he healed himself. He did. I just, but, I was concerned though. Cause when I saw that swelling, I was like, oh no. I don't know. I'm convinced that now he's milking it so we can ask him for less things. And then I, then I, and, I furthered the injury by almost running over him yesterday. <laughs> or... <laughs> Not running over him. <laughs> so I learned that lesson early though, because I, when after I had Irie, I w- was trying to get back into sports for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and so I joined a intramural soccer team. And because I, little fun fact about me is that I played club soccer for 10 years and I was pretty good. And then I started smoking weed and then I, my, all my soccer dreams went out the window in high school. I said, fuck this. I'm not waking, it's waking up at 5 a.m. to work out before class and after class and go to fucking club soccer. No. Anyway, I joined the intramural soccer team and I think our first game, I <laughs> pulled my groin. I could just see your adult ass in a fucking- <laughs> with my shin guards and shit. And then the second game, I twisted my ankle. <laughs> And then I was like, I'm out. I'm done. Like, I'm not going to be injured. I can't take care of my newborn baby and have a pulled groin and a fucking sprained ankle. So that was my early lesson of, like, know your limits. Know that you are a retired athlete and those dreams are done. Just go to the gym, bitch. <laughs> like regular folks. Go to the workout class. It's just like trying, Zumba. trying to hit a split or, you know. Be I all- mean, I can still hit a split. <laughs> A bitch can still have a You split. need to stretch first. You do. I do. Yes. Like, don't get too, like, drunk and excited and try to drop it to your knees and come, like, you'll get rudely awakened. I, I mean. Or, like, the next day, it will, like, you'll be fine because you're, like, tequila out. And then the next morning, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Well, even, like, the trampoline in my backyard. Oh. Like, I think about maybe, like, 10 years ago. Maybe, like, maybe more than that. But I would have no fear about doing, like, just flips. Right, right. Even a backflip. I'd be like, fuck it, let's do it. Now, now it's I know. like my brain won't even allow me to go there. Even when I'm jumping with Luna, and you know, like sometimes if one person lands in the wrong time and it fucks up your back or your knees, I'm like, girl, I can't fuck around like this. No. I can't. I can't. Because uh, uh, I will be fuck around and really be hurt. Really? Like, I can't. I had one back injury and that was the worst shit ever. It's like, if your back is out, your whole shit is fucked. Your whole life is out. So. <laughs> Wow, we need to do more stretching. <laughs> <sighs> Realities of aging. I know. I was just looking at myself in the camera, and I was like, "Do I look older? What the <laughs> fuck? I do because I am." 
It's a fact. Well, if you look at our podcast from the beginning till now, we've aged a little bit. What? <laughs> I, feel, I mean, we still look beautiful, but I've seen the differences in ways. The other day I was in the mirror and I was like, like just, just a little bit, just like right there. Like, just look at this. See that? And then look at that. Shut up. Okay, just a little. If you could see how Erica is pulling the fucking it's corners just, of like, her Like, I know that, like, when I'm an old lady, like, this, I'm going to have these laugh lines. Like, this is just part of my face. But, like, if I just, like, lift it up and then, like. Some L.A.-ass shit. That's what everybody does in L.A. You just. <laughs> or, you know, when they take the pictures. And... Have you seen those? There's, like, a thread that you put in. There's, like... I, oh, yeah, I know somebody oh. did it. Oh, I don't even get it. How are you putting thread in your face? It's inside. And I know, they, like, but it's they like put a, these like little sutures, and then they like, but it eventually it dissolves. Re- it dissolves, and your face relaxes. But those first few days, you look like the cat lady. But it's like a, it's like a, like you don't have. It's like a local, like you don't even have to be out to get the string. It's like a local anesthesia. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is well, like it's the same sutures they use for like surgery, and they dissolve in your. They just dissolve, and then apparently like. They create collagen in your skin, but I'm cool. I don't know. I've been looking at Kim Kardashian lately and she like at first I'd be like, oh, my God, she has so much money. She has the secrets to youth. (laughs) She has all these lasers and all these facials. And now I'm thinking like she might have overdone it. Like she might have her skin might be like pissed because it doesn't matter. She's starting to look like her mom and she's still beautiful, beautiful woman, but she's aging and you can't fight. The aging. You kind of have to just like go with it. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. It's like going against God. Like you're not supposed to fight the things that just are. It's like a part of your experience in this lifetime, I feel. And I just feel like we're constantly, and I'm all about like confidence and feeling the best that you can. But like aging is inevitable. Everybody has to do it. You age, hopefully, and then you die. You hopefully you don't do it in the other direction. So it's like something to kind of celebrate, but we fear it probably because we live in shallow ass fucking LA and America. I think if you start I think well I know because this is what's happening to me and I gotta stop it. Once you start noticing your aging, you become start obsessing about it. I think you start aging faster. Uh, that's probably so you have true. to just like leave it alone. Cause yeah. I've been looking in the mirror and I'm like, wow, look at I have lines around my eyes. I never had those before. Yeah, that's why I see these right here. Anyway, we're still anyway. Anyway, if there's any med fine. spas that want to give us any <laughs> any discounts, hit me up at Watch Erica. I'll post it. Maybe I can't guarantee I'll post it. Maybe I'll talk about it on the podcast. I don't want to put my business out there like that. I don't need people thinking, you know, they need to know think I'm just naturally beautiful. I want a vampire facial. You know, what, right now this is a, this is the part of the show where we just do like shameless begs. <laughs> okay, attention, everyone! If you know Ricky Lake, tell her to hit us. Eric Badu. Eric Badu. However, call me. Also, I would like a vampire facial. <laughs> if this bitch doesn't get a vampire facial, do you know that I've been hearing about this vampire facial? I think since like before we started the podcast. Like, why didn't I get that for you for your birthday? <laughs> I fucked up. That should have been the gift. <laughs> I with like at least four to six sessions of a vampire facial. So if you are a medical esthetician and you are listening to this and you're in the LA area, I'll come to you and I'll post it. <laughs> yes, I will. Yeah, it's not invasive. Yeah, it's not. Would you post getting like if you got your lips done, would you post it? Uh I wouldn't get my lips done. I know, but if you did. Yeah. I'm like, not gonna oh. about to get them and act like nobody fucking notices. You sure. can't scroll down. If you got some fillers, would you post it for free? If you got some free? I don't want fillers. Okay, I'm just. Oh, I mean, yeah. Hypothetical. Anything that I would do, I would post it just simply for the simple fact that it's free. It's free, (laughs) and also, 
I'm not going to pretend like I'm like, oh, and I woke up like this from yesterday. Like, that's crazy. Well, do you think it's, it's, do you think it's dangerous to promote these type of things? Absolutely. You know, we got hit up in our email about some company that wanted us to promote on the podcast again. And it's that Ozempic go wavy company or whatever the fuck it is. The, you know, the shit that everyone's We can't getting. do it now. I already said no. <laughs> But I said no. Well, I well, no. I told you didn't know. Well, at first I was like, well, I asked them like, can I try it? Did they say no? <laughs> and they, they never responded. And then, Not okay. Willing to go against our ethics so she can get skinny. And, and then I was, oh. and then you know, I have a few friends that have done it, and like some of, and so I was like, I don't know, like how long do you have to take this shit? Like forever? Is it like take it for a few months? You get to your body weight, and then you just maintain that shit. But um, my friend who did it. Because I was really curious about it. And actually, someone on our retreat did it. And she almost fucking died. She told me about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just remember. <laughs> she overdosed on Ozempic by He's accident. Like, I'm skinny, though. <laughs> um, I was asking her. I was like, so what's like, what is the, like, what are the side effects? Like, do you know what happens long term? She's like, well, no one knows what happens long term. <laughs> I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, it's kind of like when you have a baby. Like, you don't, like, those first few months are, like, the worst months of your life but then like when you get to the other side of it you kind of forget it and then you have this cute baby that's kind of what happens like i'm skinny now so i'm happy and it's great and so i was you, like, like so what I saw, so what were the dark times like what <laughs> <laughs> and she said well it's everything they said like extreme constipation um stomach aches sometimes you throw up i was like what and i was like and so how long do you have to take this sh- and you have to self-administer this shot, which I'm already not good with needles. I can't even imagine like having to put a needle in my leg or anything. And she's like, well, you take it for the rest of your life. I was like, this sounds, this sounds like, like that people higher up know that people are so vain. And a lot of people, and this is not going to be a popular statement, so I'm sorry, guys. But all the people that didn't want to take the vaccine shot... <laughs> They're like, I know you guys uh, bitches want to be skinny. <laughs> you might, you might, you don't care about getting, you'll run the risk of getting sick, but what you won't do is you won't run the risk of gaining weight. Yeah. So I just feel like there's always like some little hidden something in these drugs that they're like making fads and then I'm, I'm skeptical. So I'm cool. I'm cool. And I don't want to be responsible for advertising on our show, fucking Ozempic or whatever the fuck it's called and someone being fucked up out here. So. I am just like, you got to love, we got to love us at every, in every stage of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not always going to be like, it's not always going to be the part, like how you ideally see yourself, but that's a part of the loving, you know, like that's a part of the care. It's like, I'm not all like, I'm fine as hell, but I'm not fine as hell every day. Like sometimes I break out. Sometimes I don't do my hair, whatever the fuck. But like, that's the reality. Like nobody's fucking fine. Three, six, five. And it's also like chasing the beast. Like, like fucking Danielle said from marriage and martinis. It's like, she's always, she's always chasing something. And like the finish line is always like, it keeps moving, moving you yeah. know? And it's just like, fuck it. Just let me be happy right now. You know, because it's much easier. Because Massey already told us that it might fuck up your cellular makeup, and you can't go back on that. And food's already bad enough. I know. I went to dinner with Massey last night. <clears throat> we went to the Thai show, and um, I watched her eat, and she was so careful. 
about what she she like she like didn't eat any of that bullshit because she's you know she eats really really clean. And I was like, so what did she eat? She wa- she ate crispy tuna rice and yellowtail, mm. and I was like, I have, I want to look like Massey. Do I need to eat like? And then she told me that she would be down to I could be her project. I want to be her project because I want to make me thick so thighs. I'm when I get back. I'm gonna be her project. Not your project. I'm her project. I was like, Massey, like, make me your project. Like clueless. Help me maintain my fitness goals long term forever. She's so fine. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, no, we're not we're not endorsing Ozempic. No. Just, Love yourself as you are. Just be healthy. Is that today's affirmation? Love yourself as, as you, you are. are. Love yourself as you are. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, because it's bath bath ass bath ass bath ass birthing. <laughs> Take a bath, ass nigga. <laughs> it's badass birthing August, and we wanted to talk about birthing ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're some creative ass bitches, and we've birthed many many ideas. They have been laborious as fuck, <laughs> but beautiful. So what do you have to say about birthing ideas, Erica? I would say that, <laughs> hmm, what would I say? No, I would say that, you know, for me, I've always had a lot of ideas. I've always been very creative. I've always, you know, had ambition and big dreams for my creations. But I think my biggest hang up was perfection and so I got in the way of my ideas and the creative process to completion because I felt like things were not perfect or I saw someone else release something or do something similar and I was like oh it's they did it so I can't do it anymore and I think a lot of people get in their way Mm. in that way of like um needing things to be exactly how they've envisioned in order to put something out. And I think even more so I realize that me now in the space that we're in, cause you know, we have our studio in LA and we're podcasters and we help other podcasters create podcasts. And I see the overthinking that happens in, in just, in even these spaces and just like the perfection and like, I want to start my podcast, but I recorded five episodes and I hate them all and I deleted them. And I'm like, Whoa, like why? And <clears throat> I think that there's so much really like that's where the gift is, is kind of in like the imperfection and the mess. And I think people just my my I guess my word of advice is to just kind of fuck perfection and just put it out, put the project out. I think, too, people uh, sometimes are embarrassed to share their ideas. And it's really important for you to have a space to. And that's why I think we've been able to do what we do is because we've been able to bounce ideas off of each other and no matter how silly, stupid, like ridiculous they are. And, um, you can't, you can't ideate by yourself. Absolutely. Um, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of support in just putting it out, trying it out with other people, whatever it is, you know, whether that's like you have a jewelry line gifting your friends some jewelry pieces, asking them how they feel about it. Like, I think people are afraid of feedback. 
Mm, yeah. <clears throat> if you write, like sending a couple, like, I wrote this, what do you think? You know, I, I was, we were in our Discord recently and somebody was talking about, like, I'm going to start, like, reading, like, um, writing poetry again. And I was like, that's so crazy. I used to write poetry so much in like high school. Like, girl, I got so much emo poetry in every journal. And I'm like, as an adult, it's like embarrassing. Even when you had like, I know I'm not supposed to speak this name, but Poetry Bay. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> um, it's just like, there's certain things that in adulthood we become insecure and self-conscious about that like we didn't have any, like we didn't give a fuck when we were younger. But it's like, it's, in the words of Erica Badu, I'm um, I'm an artist and I'm, I'm sensitive about, about my shit. shit. Yeah, and it's true, but like, if no one sees it, it's not art. No one, I mean, not it's not art, but it's not. It, you, it's just your oh your art for no one else to see, for right. no one else to consume. And right. Listen, I mean, I never thought that anyone. I never thought that just me sharing a story could transform someone's life or, per, or perception of themselves. You know, I'm just talking sharing my sharing my shit my bad choices right you know what the other day was my grandmother's birthday and we took her to um dinner and my my great aunt's husband so my great uncle um he came and i always love talking to them because they're just like they they've been married for 55 years um they never had any kids they travel all over the world together like they just got back from morocco and that's actually where he's was born and spent uh, like, I think from birth till he was around nine years old there. And um, for what I know of his career, like he worked in car sales and he was like a salesman. And then like, I remember like a few Christmases ago, my aunt was like, uncle art wrote a book. And I was like, he did. And she was like, yeah, he wrote a book. Like, and she like was, you know, she's such a proud wife, like, like passing it around and stuff. And I was like, that's so cool. I never got around to reading it, but it was about his life story. Cause he was like, I've had an, like a really crazy life. So then we're at my grandma's dinner and we're sitting there and they're like, man, I, we just got back from Morocco. I haven't been there since like the late eighties. And before that I hadn't been there since I was a young boy and it was just an amazing trip. And then my aunt was like, he wrote a story about it. Do you want to read it? <laughs> and she literally pulled out printed paper <laughs> like eight pages of this story that her husband wrote and mm. was like, are you a quick reader? And I was like, yeah. And, and, and I, I could tell he was like, oh, you don't have to read it. And I was like, I'm definitely going to read it because it. it's printed. <laughs> like this was printed fresh and stapled in the corner. <laughs> and B, I wanted him to know that like, I, you know, I want, I didn't want him to feel like embarrassed. And so I'm sitting there reading it and, you know, he's, he's talking about, his experience and like when he when he pulled up and how he was kind of disappointed because he's from Tangier and things have changed and I guess like uh the booking agent that helped book their their transportation got them like a free threw in like a free four-hour car drive where he could go anywhere he wanted for four hours and so in those four hours he wanted to go visit like all his old places that he used to go as a kid and as he was going like things had changed and some of the places hadn't changed at all and the driver, they were talking to the driver, and the driver was like, yeah, you know, where are you guys from? And they're like, we're from L.A., California. He's like, oh, I have a, I have a fiancé in California. <laughs> and so they're in, in his writing, he was like, yeah, we didn't ask any more questions because, you know, you think about 90-day fiancé. Like, you're like, nigga, you got, you got a fiancé in California. You're a driver in Tangier. What's happening? So he was like, we didn't ask many questions, but at the end of the story, you'll find out why that was pr- like a profound moment. So 
they go, they explore, and then they get back into the car. And just backstory, my 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 aunt, she's Mexican, and obviously he's um, Moroccan. And so, <laughs> at the end of the story, she they he says like, you know, we got out of the car. Oh no! Right before we got out of the car, um, he tells us more about his fiance and says, "Oh, you know, my fiance, she's she's Mexican, and you know, she lives in LA." And they leave the car and they're like reflecting on their day. And my aunt says to him, "Huh? What do you think? Like, do you think like a, a guy from Morocco and a and a Mexican girl from California could, or a Mexican girl could have like a you know a, a good relationship?" And then they looked at each other. <laughs> And then they realized that's them. Yeah. And then I was like crying. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is so beautiful. But all that to say was that he just went for it and he just wrote this beautiful story. He's 83 years old oh or my something. God. And, you know, I just appreciated that he was, he's still creating and he's still writing these ideas and he knows that he has a gift too, you know, and I, now I know that he has a gift and why he wrote a book and all these things and why his wife is so proud of him. Um, but I think a lot of times our ideas, we're always ideating with the, um, with the expectation for them to be like monet, mo- to monetize or them or perfect, something yeah. to be perfect, but also to monetize them, to have a level of success or um, reverement from our peers or something. But sometimes you just create just to create and, it, and that's enough. And that's where the joy comes. And eventually if that's, if you know, if you want to move forward and do something with that, then you can do that. But it really has to, it's the ideas that come from the purest places are usually the most successful i agree and yeah. like what a inspiring story even though it's like rather simple but it's true like we forget to just create for the sake of creation and like to share because i made it mm-hmm. and you're my friend and i want you to like experience what i experienced through my perspective and i think also like social media right like we're comparing each other we're comparing our like our lanes and our creations and the truth is like my creation is my creation and your creation is yours. And that's just that. It's not gonna, they're, they're not comparable, even if they're in the same realm. And yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna create more just to create. And even just like <clears throat> for us and our business, sis, because there's many, it's like we did start this place from such like a pure, fuck it, like let's just talk ass, play in the dining room ass thing. And like, it did. It built something so beautiful. And sometimes I get overwhelmed in this stage of our um, businesses because there's there's so much at stake and it requires so much of us. And I'm like, we're going and we're going. And now it's now it's about business and it's about money. And it, I mean, it's about our joy and it's about our people, but also about those things because bitches need to live. <laughs> but it's just like, I forget that we need to just draw all the way back. And like, just be two bitches chilling in the dining room, mm-hmm. spilling our guts out. Because like, those are the places where we've birthed our most pure aspirations and our dreams, just from pure like playfulness, mm-hmm. the playfulness of imagination, you know, like, hmm, let's do this, you know? And then as you, and it's and it's unfortunate that there's like this, as you gain success and visibility and not for, I mean, not for all things, but I just feel like there's more on the line and there's and you there's more people looking at you and then then you feel like, you know, like a 
a need to maintain this level of perfectionism. And of course, like we're creative ass bitches and we put out high level shit. But I like I never want the creative, fun, playful part of our business to die because we're so busy, like going, going, going. Well, we're busy thinking about how is this going to make me money? Right. Because like. That's that's not how we got here. Thinking about is it going to make us money? Is it going to make us money? Is this on tr- is this on brand? Is this on trend? You know, like is, all- it, al- is it algorithm against us? <laughs> Why can this bitch show her side titty and we can't? It's true, um, <clears throat> and I think too, like being able to, I guess, get feedback has been really important and obviously having a podcast is a little bit different because you have listeners that can give you feedback and stuff and but either way like it's been encouraging for us to keep moving forward is the feedback is even the even the negative feedback um because it allows it has allowed us to really like really think about like is this is this is this the do I stand on this message is this what I believe yes it is um, and I think that we, ha- we can't be afraid of the feedback and there's so much growth when you kind of remove, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, I guess kind of don't take everything so personal because I know that, yes, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit, but there's, when you take everything so personal, you'd limit yourself, you limit the possibility of growth and you also limit just being able to say, yeah, no, you might not like it, but I do. Whatever you create is not going to be for everybody ever, you know, like only certain people are going to get it. And like, sometimes it's just you, you know, and like, who cares? Keep going. And sometimes it takes people like it's your vision. So no, it may not be someone else's vision. They're not going to understand it. And even just like, Sometimes me and Erica need a third or fourth or fifth opinion. Like, I'm like, we need more ideas. Shout out to the tribe chat. Shout out to the tribe chat. Hey, we do you like this? Do you like that? But it's just like a part of humanity is connection and a part of us all each being individuals and having our own ideas and having to have like having the ability to have conversation. Literally, our conversations spark ideas that potentially can change and shift entire nations. You know what I mean? Like we have to have conversations with each other in order to create, you know, create all creation is in like is in, is usually co-created. You were created with someone you were born with your mom. She was mm-hmm. you were made. They were made with your dad. And like ideas come to fruition when we can bounce ideas off of each other and say, oh, that's what you believe. That's what I believe. Oh, that's what you made. What can I make? I'm inspired now. Inspiration comes from simply talking it out. You know, and like I, I do. I feel so grateful for this birthing all of this because we were crazy enough to like just have playful, wild, imaginative ideas and then, you know, execute them and see how they like really looked in in real life. And I think sometimes people are afraid even to have discussions with their closest friends. Mm -hmm. But like when I was in my 20s, we had a we had like a, a meeting once a week, me and my friends. It was like, I forgot what the fuck it's called. Like, a, I don't know. It was, it was like a work meeting, but nobody was in work together. But it was like our dream meeting. And it was like, okay, so this is what I want to manifest. And I want to be a writer. And this is what I'm doing, the steps. Like, it was a way for us all to kind of hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And like, 
a safe space to kind of share our dreams, even though then I was waitressing. A lot of us, you know, we're just in the interim. And I realized that a lot of those seeds that I planted then, you know, really, uh, you know, manifested now, but also that I was in a space where even in your 20s, like no one really knows what they're doing. So it feels a little, you feel safer to express these like wild, big ideas. But as we get older, we have this idea that we're supposed to have it all figured out. So we're less and less likely to share our ideas. And it's so limiting. We'll all, if we continue on that, that, you know, that path, no one will share their ideas. You'll go to the grave with them. And they, they may very much not even grow because you didn't even get the in, like the insight from a friend that may have had like could have taken it to the next level right so it's just like as we get older i even for myself like i encourage us to continue to create because it's kind of like the fountain of youth right then we don't have to do like this and all the pictures because we're creating look at erica badu fucking fine and she's creating all the time i know she's over there creating she is she's a birther of a thousand things things. fucking pussy perfume incense clothing lines jewelry weed music music. like just She's she there's no limit into the ideas that she births. She's free in that way. It's like take the money out of it and create for the sake of your humanity, mm-hmm. you know, create for the sake of the art, create for the sake of like it's an outlet to exercise that part of you, you know, that needs to come out. It's like sexual energy. You know, a lot of like Tantra is understanding that sexual energy is more than just intercourse you know like there's there's uh it's life force energy it literally creates things and so it's tied to your creative energy and so it's just like kind of like masturbation and being in tune with your sexuality is a part of that creation so just you know get masturbate and have more ideas yeah Yeah. is that the trip (laughs) is that the life hack that's the life hack (laughs) masturbate and have more ideas (laughs) be more creative with masturbation (laughs) I think also as a creator, um, I've realized that I there's there are certain conditions in which I create better in, you know, and that like I feel like there's a there's a, a space and a scene and a vibe that I'm always able to create in a more free way than other than other spaces and places. I also am noted. I also am very aware where I get some of my best ideas, like what I'm doing when I get them, and it's. It's corny because it sounds, you've heard it before, but I do, I get my ideas either like when I'm exercising or I'm in the shower. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Or I'm driving. Yeah. It's like when my mind is like distracted, I don't know, like when my mind is not distracted on like necessarily myself, it's like, I don't know, there's like a weird freedom. Like I have to, I'm distracting myself sort of, but I'm... It's allowing my mind to like kind of just wander, la, 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 la. Like you're in motion, so your mind can kind of like mm-hmm. focus on something. Whereas if you're not in motion, it's you're focused on whatever else you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Because even like writing our book, um, I really had to figure that out. I had to, like, why the fuck can I not write? Like, why is it so hard? Like, what see, what scenario do I need in order to sit the fuck down? We had, we had a lot of scenarios. And do the shit, bitch. Like staycations. Like, do I need to by the pool? Do I need to be by the pool? Do I need to be in silence in my house? Do I need to light a candle? Is Should it, there be music? Is it nighttime that I need? Like, like do, do I need to have sex and then go try to write? Or no sex, I need focus. A little bit of weed? One wine? No weed, no weed. Okay, yes, need weed. Oh, I need that specific weed. Not that weed. Not that weed. <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> um, One puff, not three. But... 
you know, I think as a, as as creators, we that's also our duty is kind of understanding where we create the best, what what circumstances, what scenes we need in order to to create. And like for me personally, aside from being in motion, and that's one of my ideas come through. Um, a, I know I need to be not hungry. I need to be fed. But not too fed. Not too fed. Then like, I fall asleep. Yeah. Um, I prefer working early in the morning. Like that's when I got a lot of my writing done is like I woke up early. It was like first thoughts. It's like those morning pages. Um, working at night. Mm, no, my brain is tired. I'm exhausted by then. Although I will get ideas sometimes at night. Mm-hmm. But should I be executing them at night? Probably not. Mm. Um, so I think for the creators and the people that are out there, like I think that's something to really consider is really thinking about where where do your best ideas come from? What are you doing when that's happening? Um, is it, where is your mindset when that's happening? And then also like physically, where do you need to be? And those are really like real ass components because if your if your mind is not settled, if you're not at ease, like I sometimes I feel like I get my best, I get my ideas at night, but also when I'm like, maybe I've been stressed, but then I'd like take a weed and I'm like, take a weed. Then I'm just like, oh, you know what? Life is really good. You know, I'm like, ha. Ah. Versus like on this, like, I need to make this idea to make this money, to do this. Like, what's this idea? What's going to make me rich? <laughs> it's like, bitch, nothing with that, with that, you know? <laughs> Get it out of me. Tell me, God. <laughs> but if I'm just chilling and I'm relaxed and I'm not pressed, you know, and it's not dire, I'm not putting all this pressure on myself, then I'm like, huh, you know, I can flow. And I think that's like, you know, when there's music and there's vibes and I'm not like, there's not a stress around whatever it is that I'm creating. And sometimes I think we're so stressed about it because we, we we're putting so much pressure on this idea that it's hard for us. It's just like literally birthing a baby. If you're not in complete peace, you can't really fully get it out. Like if you're worried about like if you're in a, like a setting that's not great, you can't like your body will shut down. You ain't on dilating, you. bitch. You will not dilate and you will not birth the idea if you are not in the right environment or in the right state of mind. I also, too, I noticed that I noticed that there's certain people that I hang out with and I leave and I have a lot of ideas. Yes. Yes. That's a thing too. And I started to notice that like in my twenties and I was like, I hung out with like this hippie lesbian couple and they were so like interesting to me. And we just talked about ideas and she showed me this like, yeah, like a book she created, like for no reason, like a 10 page book. And I just remember this. And after I left them, I felt high. I was like, I like them. Like, because also she shared her, she shared her creation with me mm-hmm. and just like your uncle it was like just for because and it inspired me to like just do more because and like i only hung out with them one time i never forgot them though ever mm-hmm. and it's just like you have to be real about vibrations and what vibrations you get from certain people because there are certain people that will make you feel like creating mm-hmm. and that was the vibe of erica and i even we didn't even know what that was and when we started it started to like propel but there are people that just make you feel like indifferent when you leave them or just like drained and you can love them but like their energy is somewhere else those are not your creative sure. people mm-hmm. and so and sometimes those people are not people you're super close with yet maybe because you feel safe to share big ideas where somebody you know 
same with like a relationship. There's water under the bridge and they like you feel like they're judging you or like they only know you as an accountant and now you want to be a painter. And so, you know what I mean? They're like, what do you mean you're going to paint, bitch? You know, so it's like even having friendships and circles with people that you feel comfortable creating with is super important. Do we need a creative creative retreat? I think we do. Because this kind of sounds like the like what we talk about when we do our retreats, which is, you know, uh, first of all, coming alone so that you don't feel judged and you can really take off your mask and rebrand yourself in ways. And be, and be in an environment that it's kind of like catering to you and you can really just be. You Like you create the best when you can just be. When you're not like, you don't have to be anywhere and do shit. So I think I think we might need to create a creative retreat for I'm squirting. Oh, <laughs> for like wealth and wellness, you know, like bounce ideas off of other people. Chill the fuck out. Don't have to go anywhere. Food is taken care of. You're fed. Check. <laughs> <laughs> That's a major one. You know, girl. and like and it's really it's so useful to share your resources and um I heard Issa Rae say this like years ago and I thought this this stuck with me and she was just like, people are so busy trying to network up. They don't network lateral. Mm, I, I heard that. I heard her say that. Too. And it's like, you never know who the creative people in your circle are and who will, where they're going next and how they can pull you up. And we've absolutely had friends and guests come on that have like told us so many secrets about podcasting, helped us so much. Literally almost every person that we work with has been just by lateral networking and people underestimate that because you think you're supposed to be like oh you don't know let me ask someone who's i think is i think is more successful than you or like let's do a project together you know what i mean like yeah so i do think that's a very good idea my love maybe 2024 Mm. you guys go to our newsletter on our beautiful website at goodmomsbadchoices.com and um Join the subscribe, the newsletter list, so you can be the first to hear when we birth our new creative wellness retreat. Mm-hmm. Wellness retreat for creatives. We haven't got the name yet. We're working on it. <laughs> we, we usually release stuff to our newsletter and our Discord community first, which is why we just sold out our Costa Rica retreat. Um, and we recently just launched new dates and... I don't know. They might be sold out already. Who knows? Because people are were really, really ready to come. I think really ready to come and rebrand themselves. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you have been thinking about coming on our retreat, you don't have the creative one set in stone yet because we just thought about it right this very moment. Mm-hmm. But give it four to six weeks <laughs> and it'll come to fruition. Um, but That's if you... usually our gestation period. Once you birth together, the birthing gets quicker, like after like third and fourth birth. It's, it's true. <laughs> um, but if you do want to come to our Costa Rica retreat, we just announced new dates and those are July 31st through the 5th and then July 8th through the 6th. 13th? 13th. Um, <laughs> yeah. We know things. We do know things. Um, and so click the link in this description. It's affordable. You can do it. You have over, like, less, a little under a year to to pay for it and invest in yourself. And um, these kind of spaces are really important. And they are a huge reason why Mila and I have been able to 
create the things that we've created. We've kind of created our own little version of a retreat just in our friendship and the way that we work together and ideate. And there's a level of vulnerability that we're able to share with one another, which inevitably reflects into how we are able to share ideas and um, not really have any fear when it comes to our ideas. In fact, sometimes we're like, stop sharing ideas. Please shut the fuck up. We, we haven't even finished the last idea. <laughs> it can be overwhelming. But so, I'm trying not to allow that to that overwhelmingness to come. But there are, there do have to be scenarios in place. And I am like, we have kind of really figured it out. I just thinking about that trip we went to Palm Springs where we took mushrooms and there was no TV. And we just, I don't know what the fuck we did there, but we had some ideas. <laughs> and, but, you know, like we've, we've steadily gone on solo trips together, locked ourselves in a property that has some backyard and maybe a jacuzzi and we cook and that's it. Mm -hmm. We smoke weed and we talk. Mm -hmm. because talking is what births the ideas mm -hmm. and um yeah i would really love to share that with our tribe and our people because i do think it's like definitely a balance a level of self-care that comes with birthing ideas for sure i feel like it's necessary and it's kind of always, it's usually the afterthought it's like i'll do i'll self-care myself after, after i've created the idea after i feel like i've i deserve it and it's like, why can't we do it all at once so that we can support and nurture ourselves so that we feel ready to birth these ideas? It's like, okay, I'm not going to say that. What? I was like, it's, like, it's like choosing a healthy relationship and a healthy baby daddy. <laughs> Make the foundations strong before you birth the idea. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know? I like that. Oh, uh, man. What's today's tarot? Is it tarot time? Is that the three of wands? It's the three of wands. I really wanted you to tell what? your Ahori on Patreon. I don't know if you're ready to tell this one about the dentistry. The dentistry? Poetry Bay and the dentist. That's not a Ahori. Yes, it is. That was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I can tell the Ahori. It's not, it's not sexual, though. I mean, it's just a nightmare. Okay, so once upon a time... While Mila looks up the tarot card. I need everyone to write into the show and tell us, like, at least at least every woman has dated one scammer. Yeah. It's like you can't avoid it in your life. There's too many. And they'll scam you and then you get better. But, like, you've got, like, please tell us we're not the only ones who dated scammers. Send once. your scamming stories. <laughs> send your best scammer send stories. Send your best scammer stories to uh, parent, parental advisor. Oh, yeah. Or you can just call the hotline. And confess your, your scammer story. 818-213-0749. It's very important that we come together on this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's highly likely that they've scammed another woman. Because <laughs> we discovered shortly at the retreat that he had also been scamming all over California, apparently. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's my favorite horror story that you have. <laughs> anyway, back to... Tarot time. Tarot time. You want to do it reversed? Sure. The Three of Wands reverse suggests that growth and expansion are, are available to you, but you are choosing to play it safe and stay within your comfort zone. <clears throat> As a result, you are becoming clo you're closing yourself off from new opportunity and limiting your potential. What's holding you back? Hmm? Is it ti it's time to spread your wings and fly. The Three of Wands reversed indicates that you have attempted to embark on your journey of personal development, but did not accomplish your goals. Unexpected delays and creative blockages might have popped up on your path. What the fuck? There is disappointment, frustration, and a general feeling that you may have just wasted your time by even starting on this path, but you have not. 
What you might not realize, however, it is that these setbacks are an essential part of your life's journey and contribute to your personal evolution. Similarly, similarly, the reversed three of wands can indicate that your plans might come to a grinding halt with unexpected delays and other frustrating obstacles. You may need to wait on others to complete a task, or you have underestimated how much time the work involves. When planning, and add buffer time so external problems don't adversely affect you. So you have to book our retreat. <laughs> so basically, come book our creative creative retreat. Um, First and foremost, go on our website, Good Moms, Bad Choices, and join our newsletter. There's there's a little drop-down tab, and it asks, why are you here? Click retreat so we can make sure that you guys get those retreat emails. Um, yeah, it sounds like this is this is what we need. It's, it, this it, is what the people need. This yeah. Is, yeah, I'm including me. Including us. I mean, because even us, I think, you know, we're not perfect creators. I think one of the things that we struggle with sometimes is strategy. And so, like, even, like, at our own retreats, we gained so much from these things. And the whole reason we started the retreat was because it was something that we needed. And we'll be right there with you at the creative retreat, bitch, learning, okay? I'm gonna, we're going to find a strategist. Well, the, the thing is, it's like, creation takes wellness, but also, once you create, it takes business stuff. <laughs> that we've just, we're figuring this shit out. <laughs> Not easy. But, like, and, you know, I, I like, I really find joy in thinking that like we have the opportunity to exchange information that like bitches may not know and you know right now we're in a, like a business course from a friend that was mentored by this woman and like this is and so many of our friends like shout out to mandy shout out to jessica shout out to all the friends we've ever had that's like really shared things that have helped us you know fucking mindful fee like so many people have put us on resources people apps whatever it is and you know we all can pour into each other's cups so that we can all come up, you know, and mostly have fun and not laugh at each other when we write poetry and stuff. I'm going to start printing my poetries and keeping them in my purse. Me too. I'm just going to like, maybe, oh, I know. We can like make make little fonts and just pass them to people in public. Okay. You know, like just like it's going to be a social movement. So when I say, when I, when I show up to dinner one day and I say, hey guys, I have a poem that I want you to read. I need you to not laugh at me. I'm not. No laughing. Were you gonna... No laughing. I gotta work on not laughing when things are serious. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> no laughing because... And you better not laugh at my poetry. I'm not gonna laugh. Okay. I'm gonna cheer you on. This is a reminder to not laugh at your friend's creations. Don't. Even though it's just a nervous laugh. But don't do that shit. Because you never know what that can... Like, that can shut somebody down. But also, like, I realize I do that because I don't give myself the freedom to to just write poetry and just I just automatically have that visceral response like <laughs> <laughs> oh you're you're writing poetry at 36 okay you printed it out <laughs> like what's wrong with me <laughs> bitches will love poetry they do so yeah <sighs> well wow this was really on point this tarot it was well you guys thank you for joining us for this Another Wednesday with the Good Moms. We so appreciate you, and we can't wait to see you in Los Angeles, California on August 21st. August? October 21st. <laughs> We're not ready yet. It must be in October. <laughs> Come see us in L.A. October 21st at the Terragram Ballroom. And check out our website for all of our upcoming retreats. And take care of yourself. And follow us on Patreon so you can hear this funny-ass Fucking horry that Erica just shared. <laughs> 
www.patreon backslash goodmomsbadchoices. We love you and choose yourself today. Bye. Bye. <laughs>